Hey, hey, welcome to Pretty Corrupt Podcast, your inside guide to celebrity scandals and the reality of reality TV. I'm Jordan Ross Myers, the man behind Twitter's notorious Don Gunvalson and Lee Radswell. Along with my co-hosts, Stacey Noel Connor and Nate Safer, this week we are joined by a very special guest, veteran celeb publicist, Pump Rules Insider, and TikTok star, Amir Yass. And we are taking you inside PR strategies from your favorite Bravo, scandals, meltdowns, and feuds, including, of course, Scandaval. Welcome, Amir! We're so excited to have you. I was so excited to get your DM. And I was like, you know, there's always people, you know, coming into our DMs. But I was like, oh, this is one. Yes, we need to talk to him. <laughs> like, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I don't give a shit. Like, yes, let's talk VPR. Let's talk all your all your, public, your publicity stuff. But one thing I wanted to ask before we dive into that, like, what, like, how did you make this transition from publicity to, you know, social media and social activism and everything. Like what, that must be a pretty big change for you. Or was it a big change? Or was it, was it kind of like inevitable? It was a big change. I mean, there's a scene from Entourage where Rex, uh, Jeremy Piven's assistant, like quits mm-hmm. on like, I think Sunset Boulevard and leaves the car with the keys in it. And just like, I quit and leaves the car unattended. That was me. That was basically <laughs> me. I, was just, yeah, that was, I, I felt seen in that scene. I mean, when I told my boss I was quitting. She was kind of shocked. It came out of nowhere. I was getting promoted and I was just like, I don't want another promotion. I can't be an expensive babysitter anymore. I'm de- I was delivering an Emmy dress and she was ripping through all the um, like dry cleaning packaging. And she was like, where are the drugs? And I was like, I can't do this the drugs. Anymore. Oh no. I was like, I don't have any drugs. It's a Sunday. <laughs> I'm dropping off your Emmy dress. Like, please go wear it. You know? And that's when I was just like, I can't, I, I just, I, I'm, what kind I, of I drugs were there? <laughs> they wanted weed, which is fine. Oh. But at the time, like weed wasn't legal. So it was like, I'd have to like go and get it. And I mean, it wasn't the craziest request I've gotten, but it was just, I think it was just the attitude. I was just tired of being an expensive baby. So. I, I, I was, I was thinking something maybe like an opera to help them fit into the dress. I was like, <laughs> you know, that makes sense. Maybe, maybe. Mm. I mean, the publicist, we we said yes to everything. It was always yes and. It was like doing improv. You never say no. Mm-hmm. Never say improv. no. I hate Ugh, improv same. for that reason. <laughs> you could never say no. You're like, eh. You could never say no, yeah. So that was, I mean, once I put a bell on a, you know, first class flight to New York, that was like, I was like, this job is ridiculous. This job is ridiculous. Like, just wear another bell. And then she didn't wear the bell. It was J-Lo. She didn't wear the bell. I'm like, come on. <laughs> come what? on. I mean, I a love belt. J-Lo. Don't come for me, but yeah. A, a belt, belt got a first class seat. Mm-hmm. A first class seat. Yep. A, a first wait, class wait, seat. Wait, wait. So the belt. Was- okay, so she needed this belt and you booked a first class seat to have the belt shipped to New York for yeah. J-Lo. That took a second yeah. for me to process. Yeah. Well, it's unusual. Yeah. It's un- yeah. Was it in Ridiculous. something or... Or was it just laying out on the seat? I mean, I don't know. This, I, I wish I knew the specifics. I, I hope the belt, you know, got a drink or something. I don't know. <laughs> but I think that they just probably handed it to the, to the flight attendant. And they were, it was funny because they wanted me to go with the belt. And I was like, I'm not doing that. You're paying me $20 an hour. That's when I worked as an assistant. I was like, I am not going to New York for the night for a belt that I deep down knew she wasn't going to wear. Because again, mm-hmm. it's just they want options. And I think that Hollywood breeds these kind of big babies and Bravo does the same thing. They start mm-hmm. to get a big head and, and we love them for it. It's good TV. It's good entertainment. But when you treat people that are literally there to sometimes wipe your ass, it just gets old. Like I'm helping you pee in a bucket because your dress is so tight. You're going to an event. Like the least you could do is like treat me with an ounce of respect. But I guess that comes with the job. So you, you become numb to it. Good yeah. for you for leaving. Honestly. I did. Yeah. I did. I was out. I was out of there. (laughs) (laughs) How long ago was that? Uh, 2019. So I was like, this is going to be my year. And then the pandemic hit. Yep. 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 (laughs) So that was, that was um, kind of, it was a, it was a blessing and a curse. You know, I I got the TikTok, you know, pop in and I got my podcast off the ground, but it was tough. It's weird to go from behind the scenes to like wanting to be on camera. It's a totally different creature. Mm-hmm. Did you want to be on camera beforehand or was it like, 
or was it kind of like, oh, well, let's just see how this is. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I've got a great personality for this and everybody else tells me. So like, let's not, why not give it a shot? I mean, I always heard people say that and I'd always entertain people in like green rooms. Um, and I always made like producers laugh and they always wanted me there. Cause I, it, it like, I realized that we're not curing cancer. We're literally doing like a live taping of a show for someone's book. You know what I mean? Like calm mm-hmm. down. So I always brought the levity to it. So I think that, that there was a part of me um, that always wanted it. And I had like a Tumblr. I'm going to age myself. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a, a Tumblr for any of those kids out there that are listening. It's like you basically would post pictures, kind of like an Instagram without kind of the douchiness. So my Tumblr had taken off and I was at an event with a client years and years ago. And they came up to her and she was kind of very B-list and they were like, I'm a huge fan of you. And she was like, oh, thank you so much. And, and the guy was like, no, Amir, not you. Oh. And, and she was pissed. Like, she was so livid. She's like, and what do you do? And he was like, oh, I love his Tumblr or whatever. And then we started, and I realized like, you could actually kind of like, I don't know, make an impact in that way. So that was my first taste of it. Mm-hmm. With um, the transit, because like you worked in publicity and stuff. And I know in this field, like, you're trained to step away from the camera. Like if yes. there are cameras on your client, the celebrity, you're not supposed to be in the picture. That's why I kind of mm-hmm. like po- podcasting and stuff and social media. You're allowed to have a voice because normally you're like tossed, tossed aside, really. You're li- if you're leaving a restaurant with them and there are cameras out there, they're kind of like, can you come out two minutes after me? You know, did you have to deal with that? Or they like push you into I, traffic yeah. like, <laughs> to get you out of the shot. They've definitely done that. I mean, I've definitely been smiling in paparazzi pictures and I'm like, okay, I should not be enjoying it this much. You know, mm-hmm. like you're at Craig's and you're like, I shouldn't be enjoying this, but there's a part of you that enjoys it because they're not really going to bug you. The only thing that really bothered me was like having to take pictures for them. Like mm-hmm. fans, like throwing their phones at me and being like, take a picture of Michael B. Jordan, like right now. And like being very demanding. Um, and there were times where I've like definitely been like sassy with fans, but I'm like, okay, wait a second. Like, I don't want to like create, cause then what's going to happen is the news story tomorrow is going to be like, Michael B. Jordan was rude to so-and-so or Gwen Stefani was rude to so-and-so. And then it's going to be mm-hmm. like, then I have to clean that up. So I had to learn to really like not, be sometimes not be excited to be there, I guess, and not mm. want to get on camera. Like I remember the Golden Globes. I was like, I'm. This is so exciting, like the red carpet. But you have to hide. You have to fluff their dress. You have to just wear all black and not kind mm. of make anyone laugh or blend or you know. It taught me a lot about kind of hiding in the the shadows and hearing stuff. I heard so many fun conversations just because people forgot I was there. <laughs> That's what I love. Yeah, I love it. That's what I, I like. It. They get you. You become by kind of training yourself to blend into the background, they do kind of forget you're there, which is good because you're not stealing their spotlight, but they also are kind of giving away some stuff they probably don't want you to hear. People people act differently around the quote-unquote help. Like Mm -hmm. when, when when I was a server and a bartender, it's like, this, that just the shit people will say and they don't think that you're listening or hearing or that they'll say about you right in front of you even though and they basically don't see you so like I can imagine being a publicist being an assistant like they're just the stuff they'll say in front of your face you're just like mm-hmm. I'm a human like, being here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I heard what you said about so and so and so and so and me and, and your husband and your wife and everybody like hello it's the magic of the NDA have you had that where they like cut, like they'll suddenly remember other people are there and then they're like, no, don't worry. He has an NDA or they'll say like, does he have an NDA? And then they just continue on once they know they're protected. So weird. It's such a weird thing because the NDAs end at some point And I would always jokingly say like, I don't think I signed one. And their, their face, like their dread. It was so fun yeah. to play into that. Cause I'm like, I'm not getting paid enough. Even at like, when I was like a senior publicist, you don't get paid enough for the BS you deal with because it's not a nine mm-hmm. to five job. It's a nine. You, we would work nine to five. Then we would go to events. And then sometimes we'd have to go to their house and like be there in case something happened or they'd call you in the middle of the night and be like, mm-hmm. I want Del Taco. And I'm like, uh, can you like ask your assistant to go? And they're like, and a lot of them are really lonely. It is really sad. Like a lot of celebrities don't have a lot of people to trust. And I understand that. And again, when you work for someone for years, you become friends with them. But I also like wanted to have a personal life. You can't have a relationship. You like can't go to a wedding because it's Cannes Film Festival. It's like, who cares? Like people are like, oh, that's such a glamorous job. I'm like, I never saw 
the inside of other than my room. Like you don't mm. get to do anything fun. Like you just are working all the time. It's crazy. What juice can you tell us that you're not constricted by an NDA? That's really what, that's what Jordan wants to ask, but he's making me ask it. I love it. I love it. I'm trying I, to think. I'm like, what have I not said? Right? Like, there. I, I feel like I'm such a blabbermouth. I mean, I went on TikTok and I just started blabbing, and then I got all these cease and desist, and then I started making videos where I was ripping them up. I mean, like, what are you going to do? Sue me. Like, I'm not worth anything. Like, okay, <laughs> that is right what away. I do. We always, yeah, yeah. here, like, we'll always sprinkle, um, we're going to say allegedly because you're very rich, but just remember we're very poor and there's not, you're going to spend more on lawyers than you're going to get in a settlement. What are you going to do? Take my, like, take my, my cat? Card? Like, what's going yeah. on? <laughs> So. <laughs> I'm like, what are you going to do? I mean, this is not even that bad, but I remember, I mean, I remember Melissa McCarthy being quite offended. So really? someone had sent her like this chocolate company and it was like shitty chocolate. They sent her like a lifetime supply of chocolate. And that to me felt a little mm. bit like fat shaming a diss on her body. Yeah. And so she rightfully so had like, it wasn't really a meltdown. I've seen way worse, but she was pissed. Like she came into that office and she was not, Suki, she was not fun. She was not down to clown. Like she was pissed. So I remember like being kind of like, it's weird to see someone who's so funny and comedic and kind of lighthearted to really, I thought she was going to fire us. Like she was livid. So, cause she was doing a line of clothes at the time that was like, you know, it was supposed to be like, you know, body positive. And then it's like this chocolate company wants her to be the face of chocolate, like sending a bunch of boxes. of. It's like, I, I understood that. Like that kind of made sense. But that was definitely hard to watch. And I remember everyone was like, don't ever talk about this again. And like, don't bring it up. And, you know, and so everyone was like, really didn't want to affect that image that she had. Um, but then, oh, this, this is kind of juicy. There was an intern who had um, leaked that Gwen Stefani was dating Blake Shelton. At the mm. beginning of their relationship, they had like gone to Soho House once together. And the Soho House was in our building. So I'm assuming this assistant or intern or whatever saw, like saw them together. And then, that was in people like two days later. And then she was walked out like with her stuff. Like it was real serious. Cause I wanted to tell everyone and I was like, okay, don't, <laughs> you know, like it, so it's a job where you definitely get a lot of fun stuff and you just have to really keep your mouth shut. But then publicists have their own little meetups. And then we kind of like dump all of our little secrets to each other. And then you kind of just go back to being professional. But yeah, it's nice to be out of that. I, I like to blab. I like to gossip. So do we. (laughs) Right? It's just so juicy. Like, so many good things. I mean, I'm trying to think. Obviously, when I worked for Michael B. Jordan, there was, like, the gay rumor had come out that he was, like, potentially in the closet and there was all of that. Um, So there was a little bit of, like, you know, we had to kind of have those conversations. And there was a South African actress who now is pretty famous, Pearl Tusi. We had kind of built a relationship with her to have her kind of escort him to some events. Not that he needed any help. Like, I, I worked in his, I'd be in his house a lot of times, and there were girls there, like, he was dating. It was not, but again, having to kind of address that, um, it, it's, it gets kind of, it gets kind of tough for the celebrity. But then I was on Heather McDonald's podcast, and I jokingly said that me and Michael B. Jordan had a moment in this closet. It was a joke, and then that blew up like wildfire, and then it attached to that rumor about him being gay. And then it was everywhere. And people were saying that I was a homewrecker. I'm like, he's not even dating anyone, but okay. <laughs> it, was cra- I mean, it was crazy. It was crazy. Like, it was a pandemic. So I feel like if it was like normal times, I really wouldn't have been able to leave my house. Like, it was that bad. It was everywhere. Like, when he broke up with Lori Harvey, they were saying that he tried to get with me. If Michael B. Jordan was trying to get with me, I would never work again. <laughs> I would quit everything. I would keep my, I would tape my mouth shut. <laughs> like, I, I would never talk about it again. Like so, yeah, that was that was a funny taste of um, the the what could happen when you kind of say a little too much, you know. What's your favorite Bravo scandal besides Scandal? Okay. we'll get into that soon. Yeah, yeah, oh, I can't we'll- wait. Oh, she's at the White House dinner tonight. Oh, my God. I know. Yeah, I like, that. her, Lala, Ariana, Lisa, like, they're all there. I was like, what are they is doing? Is Vanderpump there as well? Vanderpump is, is yeah. Vanderpump they're, there. they're friends of, they're guests of the Daily Mail. It feels very, like, like, state dinner-ish. It's bra- Vanderpump's kind of like Bravo's Queen of England, and now she's at the White House. Shit, we're Seems never like going to be able to get her head out of her ass now. So she's oh, yeah, she's totally no, we're not. <laughs> no, Remember she when she... 
Oh yeah, like remember when she <laughs> remember when she did commentary on the royal wedding and the other housewives were like well, like, like she really was buying into it. Like she's a royal, and the other houses are like, "Why? Because she's married. Like she's not royal." <laughs> but this totally feeds into it. Oh my god, that's so funny! Just because she has an accent, like, come on, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Which, by the way, I have to tell you, I've heard it's put on. Obvious, you know, she. I think it's a little studied. The people closer said a little, you know, it's very Joan Collins dynasty. And okay. I've heard she says certain words that I don't know. This is like a British thing. They can like tell what region, what class, whatever the way she pronounces mm-hmm. certain words are not very. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like they're not Camilla or Diane. You know what I mean? So they, it reveals it reveals from her common roots. So. Are you are you saying that she that. she really belongs like the, on the Eastenders? Like she's not. She's like, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Ken Ken's accent pops up every so often, and it's pretty rough. So because I did we did an event with them for the opening of Tom Tom, and I remember mm-hmm. they came in and it was like a two days before, and they wanted extra money. And at that point, your event's already happening, so we had to give him the money. And his accent got really. Like, what is that show where they're, like, gangsters? I can't remember, but they're, like, oh, British Peaky Blinders. Blinders. Yeah, it had that vibe. He was like, you got to give me the money. You got to give me the wire. And I was just like, I can't do an Yeah, But it was, I was. I remember <laughs> looking at my boss and being like, this is kind of, like, we're being shaken down a bit. It was awesome. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, like, from Blackpool or some run. shit like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how they run their stuff. But you did ask me a question about, okay, favorite Bravo scandal. I'm trying to think. What's that? Well, I... Funny enough, now that they're at the White House, I think my favorite Bravo scandal is when those two, um, remember they did Real Housewives of Washington, D.C.? Yes, and I those two it. got snuck into the White House. That was Mikhail pretty iconic. Salahi. Like, they got into the White House. That's nuts. That was, that was <laughs> epic. That was my, I think it, I consider it the first true, true Bravo scandal. I mean. Yeah. That was and that was that wasn't a wine toss. That was national news. They breached the White House at a state dinner, uh-huh. and it basically canceled DC. Too. I mean, it let they let the season play out, but then they're like, "We can't do this again." Like nobody's <laughs> going to let us. Nobody would let them in anywhere. Would let them film. Like people would barely let them film. Period. I thought it was fantastic, yeah. though. I mean, they don't give Mikhail Salahi. She gave her all to that show. She. She did. She had to sit and testify <laughs> in Congress because of her performance oh on that show. I think she should have been rewarded. Iconic. Iconic. Yeah. I mean, the fact that your show gets canceled or you're put on permanent pause because of a national security concern, that's pretty epic. Like, yeah. nobody can it's, touch that. It's amazing. It's Jordan's dream. Yeah. I think I think now they would reward her. But back then, yeah. I mean, we're we're used to so much more now between Erica, Jen Shaw, all those. Now that would Teresa. seem kind of tame. Yeah, Teresa. But back then, that was pretty racy. Yeah. It really was. It really, really was. Jordan loves a good grifter, so there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fulfills his grifter fantasies. Game, respect, has. game. I think yeah. Bravo does, too. <laughs> I think Bravo does too. They don't do any background checks. Like the new housewife on Beverly Hills, her husband has so much transphobic. They're obsessed with Candace Owens and their Trump. Like even the little bit of background, I did. I literally went on on his Instagram for one second. I was like, okay, well, why, why are we surprised? Like Bravo mm-hmm. wants a little bit of that. They, do. they could do a deeper background check. They really could. Yeah, I mean, they all like. So I work in reality TV casting, and I worked on two Bravo shows right before the the end of the year, and. So I'm like doing all this stuff and I'm looking at their stuff and I'm just going, you're really going to put these people on TV? Because <laughs> there's sometimes you're like, ah! mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not even running a full background check. I'm just looking at stuff just to find, find st- what I need for edits. And I'm just like, um, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, well, we'll see. Who knows? I mean, that's up that's- to them. They take on that. They take on that liability. As a yeah. Like reality TV. I mean, it doesn't, attract quality people and it wouldn't be interesting if you had quality people. They have to be like off or problematic. Mm, <laughs> Otherwise, what fun would we have? Yeah. That's why I would never make good reality TV. I'm too much of a good girl. Like hmm. only only mm-hmm. my mouth is bad. <laughs> Famous last words. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, well let's talk let's talk Scandaval because Nate knows so much about it. I do. Well, cuz he's cuz he's from St. Louis, so Oh yeah. You know. <laughs> Just down the street. Yeah. Yeah. We love it. But you you're friends with some v, some VPR people, correct? Yes. 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 So what what the, it's been very interesting especially the last few episodes. I was talking with a friend of mine and Cause I don't, you know, the episodes that were like right after all the information came out, those were not re-edited, but then people are like wondering how much recent ones might have been re-edited to add in some stuff. And, and even people within reality TV, like some of the, like the groups that I'm part of, like people have been asking, but I also find, so sometimes I wonder how much, and some people are like, oh, they all knew and they're reshooting stuff. And I go, they are not reshooting stuff. I was like, cause somebody was like, Oh, they reshot the Tom's at the, the, you know, when they were talking, eating their bagels or whatever, I go, mm-hmm. Oh, when, when it was raining all February and like March in the cold in studio mm-hmm. city, I was like, no, 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 no. That was the summertime. Like, shut the fuck up. Like you don't know mm-hmm. anything. I was like, they're not reshooting. Mm-hmm. They're just using either. They already found this stuff and they were developing a story thinking that this was going to come out or, or they 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 have gone back and added some stuff that they had in that they were like, well, what if this happens? I don't I don't know I don't know I'm, well, I can't I want somebody from production to talk. Well, they do um you know they do shoot so much and they choose a, they kind of narrow it down to a storyline. We don't mm-hmm. see every storyline right. they capture, no. and I think when right. this came out, they could there's so much in the archive they can shift what they edit. You know, they had the material. It's just now they had a way to frame it. And they knew. So that that's what I'm thinking. That makes sense. That makes, yeah. I think, and another thing that people don't factor in is, is sometimes, like, all of the ducks just line up. And it's perfect. All of the little comments. It's like, sometimes it just happens. Like, it, even mm-hmm. when you're making a movie, not a reality show, you're making a movie, sometimes things happen and, you know, moments happen and scenes happen and they didn't expect it and they put it all together and it's like magic. I feel like that's what it is. The things that Raquel or Rachel are saying at times, you're like, oh my God. Or Sandoval says things. But if you look back, if you're like a VPR fan from day one, which I was like season one, and I, for a lot of people who might not know, it's a spinoff from Beverly Hills. Like, mm-hmm. so Sheena was having an affair and then didn't know about it, whatever. Her and Brandy have a conversation. And that episode goes right into VPR where they're working in Sir. So it's kind of amazing. And I also, I represented Guillermo, who's like Lisa's less famous partner. Mm-hmm. So I knew I liked that the show was happening before it even happened. So I knew that it was going to be a hit because a lot of restaurants, people hook up and it's really, really like, there's so much drama. If you've ever worked in a restaurant, you know, like it's crazy. So the fact that they picked this up and they made it happen is amazing. But I really believe that I agree with you. There's not been reshoots. Like, I think it's just, it worked out perfectly. And a lot of people knew that something was a little off between Raquel and, you know, Sandoval, but it, it just kind of worked out that way. Because if you think about it, from if this, if this affair never happened, you'd look at it and be like, they're kind of bullying Raquel. Like, they kind of are hating on her. She's trying to get her life together. She's having these breakdowns. You kind of feel for her. But then once you start to fill in the gaps from knowing the truth, you're like, holy shit. <laughs> like, this is and calculated. Mm-hmm. It's almost like confirmation bias or some I think yeah. maybe I'm using the wrong term, but at this but also as a viewer, we have all the and we have all the information that the cast members didn't have at the time of shooting because they're seeing just what they're seeing and hearing what they're hearing at different times. We're seeing everything put together after the producers and the producers mm-hmm. and the cameramen and the sound people, they're hearing everything. They're talking about it afterwards. They might know that stuff is going on. And some people were like, oh, I bet the producers told him to say this. No, they don't tell them to say this. But they might say, hey, you should ask. You should talk. To, hey, you know what, Allie? You should talk to James about what you saw at the Abbey a little bit more. Like what, what you mm-hmm. and Katie talked about on your girls' night. That's what they, they that's framed, what producers they do. They frame the night. They don't, or they frame these conversations, but they don't script them. They mm-hmm. set the right. scene. They don't run into each other at the coffee shop like the way that, you know. It's all, and they're told what just, will be They just discussed. walk around with mic packs all the time. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. just always mic'd up. And I'm like, I think people don't realize how much work goes into getting a scene, getting a permit, get, getting mm-hmm. mic'd up. Like, it's a lot. So people don't realize, like, they, they're not just, like, happenstance and they're going to run into each other. And they kind of push them and they goad them. And I'm sure with the interview, there's a lot of interviews where the producer's a little bit pushing them, like, 
what do you really feel? And a lot of what's happening to like Katie and Tom and you, and I think honestly for me, like I started the season being like, when I found out about Scandaball being like, Tom Sandoval is such a vile person. And he's still in, in my opinion, is still really awful. But I think Schwartz is a lot worse. Because someone who's pretending to be good, pretending to be all, oh, I'm so dumb. I don't see things, you know, like Lala said, touching your face. Like, you're a lot more vile because he goes right to the jugular. You see it with Katie the way, and this is in front of mm-hmm. a camera. So how do you think he talked to her behind closed doors? So he's I the have, real villain. I had a fight with my friend. Not a f- fight, fight, but like a verbal <laughs> fight. And we were fighting about Vanderpump Rules and about Katie because... He was like, I hate Katie and the way she treated shorts. And he has not been watching this season. And I said, look, I've had like kind of not a come to Jesus, but a rethinking about Katie. And and I, as I believe that other people are having too, of we're seeing Schwartz in a little different light. Now, I've seen some of their fights and they were really nasty. And I was like, I can't believe he's saying this because, yeah, he's always so nice, so sweet. And then he says these horrible things to her. He pours beer on her head. And I always thought that was wrong. And I was like, I didn't know. But then there's others. But she always... But I was like, exactly what you're saying. What is he saying to her behind the scenes? They've been together for 12 years. I've been beaten down just in a matter of two years, like, or even less time than that. Like, so how could somebody's personality, they could be so affected by this. So I'm excited to see what happens with Katie over the next few years, you know, how she grows, how she changes, if she does, like, then we get to see like who the real Katie is, in my opinion, because single Katie, mm-hmm. I think is going to be different than with Schwartz Katie. Cause she's always been with Schwartz. We've never known her without him. Right. That's true. Right. They're the only couple that will now they're over, but they were the only original OG couple. It's true. Um, you know, he had an abusive story. I mean, he didn't just throw drinks on Katie, too. It was to, first of all, it's to women. Have you ever noticed that? Mm-hmm. He's abusive to women. Not He doesn't stand up to men. Both of the Toms are. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. That's such much, an astute observation. You can tell. And I, I did an event with them, and they're, it was funny. They The way they would talk about, like, women, because, again, people forget I'm there. So the mm-hmm. way they talk about women, and it's it's very like um, I don't know, it's it's like a laundry list of what we want out of a woman. And I'm like, aren't you married? And aren't you with Ariana? Like, there was a lot of stuff where, I, and the way they love the attention, right? The sidecar, the like, oh, we're gonna kiss each other. Are we gay? Are we not? Like, I'm by. I'm gonna paint my nails. Like, there's a lot of stuff that they play into, and they know how to kind of work the audience. And I always mm-hmm. thought James Kennedy was the issue, and I think that like he's so honest with his issues that you end up kind of hating him, where they know how to conceal it better and kind of play the long game because I met Katie for the first time like a month ago and she not only smelled fantastic, she looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. She was nice to everyone in the room. She And this is before Scandal hit. She was such a, like, I was like, that's why she's the star. Like the show makes her, I don't know if it's like the lighting or the, they just make her look so dumpy. She's not like that at all. Like very, very warm. And I don't know. I, I was really shocked by her because that was the only person I hadn't met from the cast. Mm-hmm. I find those sometimes I feel like TV, TV likes lies and, mm-hmm. and no matter what. And sometimes the people who are honest are, they become villains in a different, mm-hmm. in, a, in a different way. And, you know, it's people who will speak their truth people don't always like to hear the truth and so, or don't like to hear people's truths, you know, like, like, and I disagree with Lala about stuff, but I've always been like, she is a truth teller. Like that girl, like will tell you her truth and tell you the truth, whether you want to hear it or not. Like most of the time she's right about stuff. Like when, so like, okay. Her approach is not great. Like it's a little bit like it's a cannon fire. And, and I understand that like, it's good TV again, but I think they're, they're all figuring it out. And I think the biggest issue I have with the scandal is that a lot of people are like, well, they all cheated. They all cheat. And I understand that. But that was like even uh, James Kennedy on this episode said that was over 12 years ago when I slept mm-hmm. with Kristen in your apartment. Like, stop bringing that up. Like, it's not the same. So I think when you're in, in California after seven years, you're a common law marriage. So Ariana and Tom, like they were married technically so you're sharing all your lives and then you're also having her constantly defend Raquel it gets kind of embarrassing and me and her share a manager and I recently fired the manager and so did she but there there was I see the work that he was always trying to do to build her up as this like perfect brand ambassador and when James makes that joke it's because he's probably met our mutual manager, which would always be saying she needs to be painted in this perfect Bambi eyed like he was trying to sell her like that 
And so I think that when this all happened, like maybe that's truly who she was. And I'm not saying that you need to crucify the woman, but I'm just saying like, when you create such a perfect image, when it combusts, it's like the Hindenburg. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It's so aggressive, you know? Mm-hmm. I also feel, I feel like Rachel Raquel doesn't, doesn't really know who she is. No. But granted, who does honestly at that age? Like, I feel like, I mean, gosh. I'm, well, she's like 30 now. Yeah, but it, it, <laughs> Jordan's like, I don't have time for that. <laughs> no, no, time, but like, I mean, I get, I, I've said on here, we always think of her as like, she gives off this childlike energy, which also marketing. Makes, yeah, this makes this behavior even more appalling because we find out she's the diabolical mistress. But I have to remind myself sometimes, like, she's not 21, fresh off the, no, fresh off the bus. I think she's 28 or 29 or something, or maybe she's 30. But I just think that when you're on TV, though, you're like, I worked with these kind of people. Like, you become like a child. Like, people start to, and then when you're with someone like James, again, he's not perfect. He's been very honest about it, but he can be very aggressive. Like, I know Allie and I used to work with her and like, she's super nice, but she's someone that seems to be able to kind of go tit for tat with him. If you're not able to do that, he will like grind you up and then put you in a little pouch for himself. And like, I love you so much, but. You cannot do that to people. And I think she's been beaten down. But I think what she's sometimes when we like go from getting beaten down to like, I have a voice, you kind of overcorrect. So mm-hmm. I feel like she's way overcorrected, right? Like from Oliver to like Scandal. It's like, she's just looking. And, and again, I know she said it and a lot of people like came for her. Like I'm addicted to love, but that's a real thing. That comes from validation. And if you saw her interaction with her sister, I feel like a lot of this is family stuff too. Her sister is very controlling, telling her what to do, who to be with, what even hairstyle to do. Like, so I don't know. That's why I say she doesn't know who she is. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. that's why I say she doesn't know who she is. And like, she'll grow in. She like, and some people will never do that. And who knows? We'll see what her, what happens with that. But exactly. It it comes from, it comes from the foundations that we're we're born with or that we're born into as well. So yeah, definitely. So, oh, so you had you had the same manager as her. Interesting. <laughs> he wouldn't tell me, but I figured it out. And I'm just like, maybe I just have too much time on my hands. But he was like, it's someone on VPR. And I was like, okay, I know all of them pretty much. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I know who manages who. And and I was like, okay, I finally figured it out. And like, he kind of didn't confirm, but, you know, and he, again, I think he was one of the people that he got rid of and then that she got rid of. And then I know that her publicist that she hired, that Erica Jane also has that publicist and Kristen Cavalieri, Jack. So I know Jack, he's like, this Armenian guy, he's great. Like he knows exactly what damage control to do. But I think that she realized that there's nothing you could really do to, to take the, you can't really crawl this back. Like what are you going to do? How can you talk your way out of this one? You have to walk through the fire. Like once you light that match with that one, like, yeah, like, (laughs) I don't know. Sleeping with somebody like once, I, I, yeah, whatever. But like, when you have an affair with somebody who is like sticking up for you, and you're like doing it at their house, you're like, it's like that long term. It's like, <gasps> yo. Okay, as a publicist, what would you advise in this situation for her? Because I'm looking at it. I I don't know how intense Sandoval and Raquel are. Like, if it was a hookup that blew up, if they're really right. in this long term. But I'm thinking like. The best, I'm thinking, you're a publicist, so you know better. The best, I'm thinking she should dump him and separate herself from him. I'm thinking in terms of her show or, you know, her her career. It would make, and then she can spin it back to that she was kind of manipulated too. And she's also the victim. Basically burned down Sandoval. Uh, What would you advise her to do? I would advise that she burned down Schwartz too. I'm just kidding. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> just come for him. And, I mean, also he's also self-aware. When you do TV for that long, you start to become self-aware about how ridiculous you are. Cause someone had commented that like, he's trying to do damage control because he posted a picture with puppies and he's like, clearly I don't have a team. Like I'm unhinged. Like I did that watch what happens live interview. Like, so he can also play. And I appreciate that. Right. Where I feel like Sandoval is still trying to come out the good guy the way he's doing these interviews with TMZ. And I'm like, does TMZ have no other celebrities to interview? Like, mm-hmm. why are we only going to go... Like, does TMZ now live in Valley Village? Like, I don't. I have so many <laughs> So that already kind of irritates me. And again, I think from a comedic, I love, like, SNL. From an SNL standpoint, this is, like, so good. Like, the way that, 
you know, Raquel did that interview outside the nail salon with the hoodie before the reunion. I mean, it's like comedy gold. So I, I think from that point, I'm like, okay, I love it. But from if she was my client, like today she hired me, I would say, go on the Howie Mandel podcast. I'm just kidding. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Sheena? Who is Sheena? Um, yeah, so that's really good. Yeah, I would say no to that. Um, the first thing I would do is no more apologies. And I would say, delete your Instagram. Like, no, like even though she's not even on active on Instagram, just delete it. Just like remove it. Just so that's the first step. The second step is like, you need to find a podcast that's like very like female driven that maybe like, I don't know, just find a podcast that could really, you need to do that one interview and we need to really control the narrative. Like whoever you decide to do the first interview with, it needs to be so tailored. The questions need to come. Like, we need to treat this like so seriously because mm-hmm. one wrong thing and it's gonna like spread like wildfire. And then I think the third thing would do would be to really start just making steps to have these conversations around like, I don't know, femininity, like feminism. I don't know. Like she really needs to start doing like, I don't know if it's like a table read, a book club. I don't know what it is, but she needs to really pull herself away from like reality TV for a bit. And then just stop trying to get back on it. Because I think right now she's still trying to get back on. And I think Mm -hmm. the really cardinal mistake she made was doing that whole restraining order thing. That just made her look unhinged. So when you start doing stuff like that, you know, it just starts to get really convoluted. Go back to Arizona, like just get off the grid. And then, like I said, find that one interview. Just do one interview and that's it. And the thing that I do respect about Ariana is that she didn't do any interviews. She's like, I'm not going to do anything. And she could have really, I mean, honestly, any other Bravo celebrity would have milked this. I mean, we would see merch. We would see like, it would be everywhere. I mean, this person would be on every interview. They'd be on like Entertainment Tonight. And again, because Ariana's always been kind of low key, like even when she was on my podcast, a lot of people were like, I don't really know her because she kind of is, has been on TV for so long, but also hasn't really like been out there really like milking it. Yeah. She hasn't been like a, she hasn't been super forward. You know, she's not like Sheena or, no, or even Stassi was, you know, Stassi would have loved it. I mean, now Stassi's kind of like circling back and saying that they're like all of them cheated and they're being a little ridiculous and coming for her and they don't look good. And I get all that, but again, it seems like they all came together for Ariana, even though they weren't really friends anymore. And then I feel like people are now realizing Okay, we're not just friends again because Ariana went through something. So I think there, there's that that's like something that's happening is that whole like division in their whole group, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that was the for Raquel if that was the best answer. I don't. I mean, honestly, I think there's not a lot you can do. Unfortunately, like do, even if you did you, damage control, it would be. Do tough. you think she's employable? Like, because I feel like this. I feel like this affair saved the show. I thought it should have been axed a couple seasons ago. It was dragging. Yeah, and now this you have, I mean, it's national news. This is Raquel's done what Mikhail Salahi did at the White House. Everyone. Totally. I mean, it's on Vanity Fair. Like, who would have thought that VPR would be? Yeah, they didn't have any fair article about VPR. I mean, it's everywhere. The New York Post, I mean, the fact that like Ariana's getting Dancing with the Stars, I mean, I don't think anyone on that show Dancing with the Stars would have ever looked at. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and I think that just seeing all of the people come back to life, it's so fun. It's like VPR zombies. Like, you have Saucy back. You have like Jackson, um, Brittany doing that like after show. It's just so funny. They're all, I'm like, these people went away for a reason. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I have to say, so I'm funny. loving, I'm loving Jackson, Brittany. <laughs> the, the watch with them. I was like, cause especially because I love Brittany and I love her accent and like, she's so cute. She's like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> she'd be like, she'd be like, oh no! And she, but she's, it's but so she good. sees it all though too. She'd be like, I remember that. And, I'm just like, ah! so good. and also, what Jack's kind of getting it, and he's like, yes. And the one thing I agree with Jack's on, and he's like, and he's very, he's like, you know, I won't repeat everything he says, but he's like, all the, all these guys cheated, but I was always the one who got the heat just because I was open and I would be honest about it. Mm-hmm. And he like, and they all like. We're like, no, 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 no. So finally, like, I'm not there to take the heat anymore. And so finally, it's like actually coming back at them. And I was like, he's right. I was like, Miami girl. Like, I, yeah. I mean, I we saw on, on Twitter, went big with, I tweeted on Don Gunvalson this week. Um, who knew? That's me. <laughs> um, I What did I tweet? I was like, who knew? Wait, let me get, I know. I have to read it because it was like, 
Here we go. Who knew that scrawny menace with BMW selfies would one day become the number one guy in this group? I mean, James so Kennedy might... And it's not it's not because he's so great. It's because everyone's way more awful than we ever expected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I was trying to think. That's such a good way of saying it. Because I was like thinking, why am I vibing with him? Because I've seen him in person. Like a fan was asking photos and he's like, I'm too famous to take a picture with you. Like wow. that's really James Kennedy, right? And now he's loving the attention. Like, you know, white Kanye and like all that. And he's a pretty like awful dude. But like, like you said, if you're doing a comparison, I don't know. It's either I mean, him or what's the manager's name? I forgot the manager's name with the long hair. Well, oh, oh, Peter. 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 Yeah. I mean, and Peter's so awkward. I'm like, and Peter's more so like awkward. a friend of. I mean, yes. yeah, Peter's yes. more like a friend of. When you look at like, especially like James came on the show like a menace. He was this little and anno- like the annoying little brother who was. Yeah. What, and now, I mean, well, we always knew Jax was horrible. But Schwartz, Sandoval, I mean, they got a pass. And now we're like, wow, James might be not the best. James is the least awful full-time male on that cast. And that's a full-time male. Yeah. (laughs) Just at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, who knows what's going to, it's going to get worse and worse. I mean, who knows Mm. who they're going to hire next. But I think that they're like, there's, I don't know. I really don't think they're going to fire anyone. Because they're really just going to, unless like Lala and Katie and Ariana like do like a walkout and say, we're not going to, but they could just even film them on their own. Like, I think people would still watch that. So, Uh, I mean, I, these people, this show has given them everything. I think it would be stupid to walk away. They were, they they were working in a restaurant and now they're national news. They're buying vacation homes in Palm Springs. I wouldn't, and if I were any of them, I would not put my foot down like i can't be seen no. filming with this scandal is too much for my mor- there's no moral compass on that show they shouldn't pretend <laughs> like, that's a good point yeah. it's a good point <laughs> i think it's just her right it's like the the galaxy lights the taylor swift of it all it's like i think if it was anyone else it's just it, i think it's just her like people just really didn't see it coming and she was so like, kind of like Peter was like a friend of, right? She was just mm-hmm. James's fiance. And for her to kind of come in and be this like force for change. And then the whole Miraval of it all. And then the men, like all of it is just so like, and of course you feel for her because at the end of the day, she's still a person. And like you said, this is not a show with a really great moral compass. And then you're sitting there like, Lala's not, I love her, but she's not like, hasn't really acted correctly either. But she's doing these long rants and then saying, why is Scandal not going away? Well, you guys are also feeling the fire, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's why it's on everyone's explore page and we can't get away from it. Mm-hmm. So I think that they're also feeding into it. So I, I don't think anyone's like getting off, you know, scot free, but I think what we'll see what they do next season. I mean, I can't wait for the reunion. I need to see that like now. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, we can't we can't wait. How many more episodes all. do we have left before the reunion? I don't know. I think we're normally episode the- nine right now. And so I don't know. Because I was kind of just rewatching a little bit of it before we got on. So it was I think we're on episode nine. So I don't know how many episodes the season is. So because normally a reunion. Like 15? 15? Yeah. Oh. 15. So they filmed the reunion early. Well, I mean, they had to. They had to capture the scandal as it yes. broke. Because yes. I was thinking normally um, a reunion films about three with about a month to three weeks before the season concludes. And then they get, you know, uh, files so they could watch the last couple episodes ahead. But if we're only like halfway through the season and the reunion's filmed, I wonder if they're going to keep filming. I would just continue <laughs> the way they never stop. Filming. Yeah, never stop filming. I mean, they have enough. They have enough uh, momentum. Why not just you know cameras keep going for next season? I mean, keep them employed. Hey, let's do it. It's slow right now. I'm down. Business. <laughs> like- yeah. <laughs> yeah. With the writer strike, we're loving this. I mean, let's just keep going. And then, and then there was a whole drama about it. Was possibly Brock had done something. I mean, I don't know. Is she just going to the entire group? Like, I don't know. I don't. She. I mean, and the thing is, I mean, you just don't know. But and like, I always say though, 
people can surprise the shit out of you. Like you just, you never know anybody. Like if you can never really can know yourself in a situation, then you can't know what anybody else is going to do. And so people can always surprise us. And so, and I think that's the thing is that it's like shocking, but then as you watch stuff, it, it is, it's confirmation bias. You go, Oh, well, now we know this. So now we can see this and now we can see that and we can see that. Mm-hmm. But, but definitely people who don't know who they are have an easier time falling into situations like this. Like, you know, or who, you know, who really just aren't grounded in themselves. So, and who knows? I don't know. She's, she's, I just, yeah, but I never, like, Raquel was a, it was a side character. She was mm-hmm. a side character. And you know, you know that her mission though, this season was to be a main character since she wasn't with James right. anymore. Yeah. So, right. but did, did having an affair with Tom play into that? I don't know. And that may not have even been a conscious thing. Who can say? And, and it takes both of them. But oh my gosh, it's just like there's so there's so much stuff. There's so many questions we have, and we'll never have answers. And that's okay. Right. That's why I want that. I want that answer. Why did you go from Peter to Oliver to Schwartz to Scan- like Sandoval? Right. It's like she did. It was like it felt like like you said. It felt like someone created this pattern and was like, okay, now you're going to be the main character. So if you're just dating random people, people are not really going to care about that as much. But if you're dating people they already know, it's like you're kind of in the mix. And I think that honestly, as she did it, and then the whole Schwartz, I think she just kind of got stuck. She's like, okay, well, I'm not going to date random people. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to date what's comfortable. And I know Sandoval, whatever. I think that's honestly, I don't think she sat there and went like, I'm going to get him. Yeah. I don't think that's what happened. Can I ask you a question that's not Scandoval related, but it is VPR? Yeah. What, yeah. Do we, what do we think of Satchel? I like Satchel, but he kind of looks a little bit like the spy kids guy. The guy that's married <laughs> to Megan Trainer. So I'm like, okay, like unexpected choice for her. I don't know. I like Dawn. I like the Dawn. I like the Dawn too. But I was like I looking at Satchel and I was just like, I mean, I was kind of with Shores. I was like, that's not who I would see with Katie. And, but I was just like, he rem- the way he looks at her reminds me of that old Sex in the City episode with Mr. Pussy. I was like, he looks like a guy. <laughs> like, he's got that look in his eye like Mr. Pussy yes. had. Yes. And I was like, so yes. she's she's just like, he's there for a good time and so is she. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. good. But I was like, don't expect anything deep, Katie. This is not a relationship. And I don't mm-hmm. think she's having a relationship with him. But it's I like was a rebound. Satchel. <laughs> Satchel. <laughs> he's a man. It's, it's a best rebound. Yeah, it's a bad. And then I like when Lala was calling him Satch. I'm like, the name's bad enough. <laughs> Like without a nickname. <laughs> His it's hair reminds bad. me of um because I saw a debate online and people are like, no, he looks good. And then other people are like, he looks like a weird Al Yankovic with that hair. <laughs> people were like trying to restyle oh. him. They're like, they're like, we like his face, but maybe it's the middle part. Maybe it's, it's the it was middle funny. part. Yeah. I think it's, it's the middle, middle part. part that's not doing him any favors. Like, totally, yeah. yeah totally. If he just had it styled or just cut a little differently, be, it would be a whole different game. Absolutely. Because he's, he's kind of got a long face. Yeah. So, but yeah, he just he remember that look in his eye. It's Mr. Pussy. <laughs> totally. That's so funny. It's so accurate, and the way he looks at her. And I love when Lala said they're just a bunch of mops. Like she got, she throws those little digs, and I love it. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katie's got great hair. I'm envious of her hair. It's like super thick, and like I like it a lot. Just she's always had good hair. Just, Sorry, that's, just except like for when she dyed it blonde. Yeah, I'm envious of her hair too. Yeah, you guys should get her to donate to your locks of love. Sounds good. (laughs) Love it. Oh my gosh. Any Mm -hmm. more questions for Amir? Or or Amir, do you have questions for us or anything you want to talk about specifically that we haven't covered? I mean, what what do you guys think about doing a girls' trip with the VPR girls? Like, uh, kind of what they do with the housewives, but taking all the VPR girls and except Raquel, obviously, and sending them somewhere for a week, just having a girl. I think that Ariana deserves something from Bravo. Mm. Like, she deserves, like, you know, they give them out to Candy so much. So, yeah. why can't Bravo give her something? I think they should do something like a ski trip or like a trip to Aspen or like a trip to the Bahamas. Like, I think Bravo. Owns like owes her something because yeah. she's really hasn't milked it, and I so I think I, I just want wondering what you guys thought about that. She's actually you're right, and 
they do because she hasn't milked. She's been playing their game. I mean, playing by their rules. Bravo will tell the cast to shut up. They, what Sandoval did on the Howie Mandel show breaks every rule of how behind the scenes. So you're right. They do owe her something. Um, they do. They might have given her money or like something, but I think they owe her like a show because it'd be fun to see. Oh, you don't think they've given her anything? I don't think they've given her any money. No, they're cheap as fuck. Sorry. Well, well, not (laughs) money, but I mean, she is making, she is like, she has now dance. I know different networks, but she is breaking it. Maybe she's doing the right thing. She's keeping her mouth shut and raking in deals. Mm -hmm. I know I saw her do a Bloomingdale's ad. Mm -hmm. She did. And I would have never thought of her as like a fashion person, but she had this Bloomingdale's ad. She has dancing with the stars. Sex toys. Um, Oh, really? oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, in the end, like, I don't feel bad for any of them because they're all, no. they're, yeah, mm-hmm. they're all um, collecting bigger checks than me. So, what else? She's going to be, <laughs> yeah. be fine. And that guy she's dating is super hot. I looked up his Instagram, super hot. Yes. So, I, I wouldn't mind a girl's trip with her. But also, if we, if we brought back, Doty for it too, because I would like to see their relationship. Do you know what I mean? Kind of playing yes. out. I don't yes. necessarily need Stasi, but Doty. And I, feel I like, like Doty. There's what if they give him a Bravo, com- give her a Bravo com panel? No, Ariana and do like a we squash. need a show for her. I like a girl. Well, yeah, I think she deserves it. Don't. And we could also bring Southern Charm too. We could bring in Naomi. Okay, because we could bring I, in Catherine. So it'd be mm-hmm. kind of like Winter House, but it's a different but type. Of, but it's like, yeah, it's like a VPR. Because I mean, yeah. I know we all feel bad for Ariana, and I I'm rooting for her, but I also don't think she's compelling enough to anchor a show. She doesn't have that. But she's never been angry, right? I feel like when she gets angry, like when that scene when she said, like, he's like, what do you want? And she's like, I want you to die. Mm-hmm. That delivery is probably one of, when we see it, it's going to be one of the most mm-hmm. posted. Everyone's going to meme it. It's going to go crazy. Yeah. Like, it's so iconic. Like, he's like, what do you want from this kitchen? I want you to die. Like, it's so good, right? So I know yeah. she has it in her because I've been around her and I've seen her party and I've seen her off camera. And she actually has the ability to be so famous, but I think that she always thought this is Sandoval's gig. Like, I don't care mm. about this stuff and we're yes. going to do the book together. And even when I, I did an Instagram live with her and he kept interrupting it. And at one point she was like, can you just leave the room? This is my thing. And I remember she said that on camera. She said, this is my thing. Can you leave? And I even said, I was like, you're being kind of a dick. Cause I don't really care. Like I'm like, I'm not, I'm not impressed by them. So I was like, can you just leave the room? Cause he kept like making noise and like, like cutting her off and like so i think that there's something in her that is now activated so i feel like she could deliver but i do agree with you i mean we haven't seen it so yeah but i agree i I feel like it's kind of the a different effect but kind of similar to katie it's like we've seen her mostly with sandoval like because she came on the show season two before like we saw her a little bit season one barely because she covered her hair with her face with her hair when she was sheena's backup dancer and stuff like that but as she came on it was kind of as the Kristen's foil slash tom's maybe love interest type of thing Mm -hmm. so it's always been under the guise of tom now she won't be underneath tom and when you're with somebody who like demands that all that attention or that you not take their shine away not understanding that both of you can shine and it just makes life brighter like when you're with somebody like that i mean i remember being so upset, A, that he did take over her cocktail book. I was like, are you fucking... Like, I remember watching it just being like, what? And I always thought that she should have dumped him when he went to Las Vegas to go smash cars and trucks right after her 30th birthday. Like, when after her father... Like, I was like, I can't believe you actually said this on camera. Like, she's like crying. Like, her dad has died. She's just turned 30. She's like dealing with all of this stuff. And she's actually verbalizing it. Which you could kind of tell was not something she was comfortable doing, let alone on camera. Like, I was like, and then you just, and you're saying like, yeah, yeah, I'm there for you, but I'm going to go do this thing with my friend that I've had for years. And I'm just going to go like smash trucks, which I could do anytime. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Oh so childish. So He's much. very childish. She and she was so always respectful chances. of him. Yes. So many chances. She like skipped the, I, I did an event, like when I did the event with them, there was a big red carpet. 
And she skipped it. Like, we had to, like, force her to get in the picture. Like, she was just like, this is their event. This is their restaurant. Like, I, I will always support it. And, like, and I, and I think that even if they were together, the sandwich shop, right, there's a little bit of, like, even before Scandal hit, like, his jealousy, right, being like, well, it's a tiny little space, like, good for her. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like mm-hmm. that energy. It's like, no, it's not about how big the space is. They're opening it faster than you. They're doing, they're making the moves. That's what she wants. She doesn't want a full-blown restaurant. She always wanted the sandwich shop. So it's like, I think he's just, he, again, I think you nailed it earlier by saying Tom doesn't know how to talk to women. Neither does Sandoval. They, they have a lot of misogyny. The way they, yeah. they yell at women, I'm like, uh, hello? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, guys are always covering for guys. And then right. with the women is where they take it out on. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hear it when you guys do the podcast without me. Just <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> so funny. It's just LA men too. People are so shocked around the world, right? About VPR. And I'm like, LA men are like Peter, Peter Pan syndrome. They like want to act like child children. Like it doesn't matter if they're 40 something. They don't, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't change anything. Like I agree. And then also disagree with that because I feel like, cause even though I haven't lived back in Texas in forever. I just, I, I feel like there's the same type of asshole everywhere. True. And if, and like given in the South where I grew up, like men are just a lot of times, like because of like Christian patriarchal systems, like men are just like taken care of by their wives and all this stuff. So in some ways they don't have to grow up, even though they technically have the job and they have the money and they're providing for their families. In a lot of ways, they can't, they can't wash their laundry. They don't know how to do certain things. Like their little boy, like their idea of like, you know, taking care of stuff is like they go play video games or golf or do whatever on the weekends. Like they don't, it's work and play. It's nothing else. And so it's just a different type of like Peter Pan. I feel like depending on which area of the country or which city or, you know, you're in here, that's my opinion. So I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying here, I just Peter Pan to the, in the TV way, in the TV movie way. Definitely. I just want to say I'm 36 born and raised here my whole life and I'm completely mature Oh yeah, and a normal and well-adjusted. <laughs> We've always said that. That's what. Yeah. Do you do your own laundry? Or does mommy I, still do it? No, I do my own laundry. Oh, but there are a lot of th- there are a lot of things where, I like, if I want to get out of a situation, I'll be like, "Oh, I'll have to ask my dad about that." <laughs> Let me call my grandma. Let me. And Nate still grandma. lives with his parents. Oh yeah. I'm yeah. the only one who lives on their own and pays their own rent in a city far away from the family. Yeah. So there you go. Amazing. Oh, yeah, Amazing. No. <laughs> I love my co-hosts. I really do. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. And then if you bring the whole Persian thing in it, I mean, I know Persian men who are in their 50s that don't know how to wash a dish or do laundry. I mean, that's a real thing. Like. I used to do dishes and my grandma would be like, you're going to turn into a woman. I mean, it's like a very like patriarchal, yeah. intense kind of society. So mm-hmm. add that on top of it. So, yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. Where are you? Are you born and raised in the LA area or? In Orange County. Orange County. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we go. Mm-hmm. That's you where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Moved from behind the Iron Curtain. The Orange Curtain. <laughs> the Orange Curtain. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Orange Curtain. Oh, honey, it is an Iron Curtain. There are a lot of interesting people here. <laughs> oh my gosh. I would just go I would go down there to to visit my friends from college, their families and and I'd be like in Newport Beach and I was like, "Oh, this is just like my hometown just by the sea." I was like, "That's it. It's the same like vibe." I was like, yeah. "Same vibe. Different mm-hmm. place. This is crazy." Oh yeah, anyway. we had cotillion and everything. Like people don't realize <laughs> Bedore style, Shannon Bedore style. <laughs> yep. Yep, I've definitely been an escort. I was like, why can't I wear the white dress? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Well, this has been a pleasure, Amir. We love having yeah. you on here. Thank you. It was yes. so fun. It's it's nice to talk shit with people who get it. Yes. <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, as like a publicist scorn. NDA, NDA's, um, what is it? NDA's expired. This is going to be oh, so yeah. fun. Yeah, let's hope so. I mean, if I'm in the poorhouse, y'all have to like put some money in my little, <laughs> in my little box on, uh, you know, in Hollywood Boulevard. So. <laughs> we'll, we'll contribute to your GoFundMe. Yes, yeah, please. Absolutely. If they come from you. I don't know. I mean, I think they're all up, but I mean, I did get one a couple months ago, but I just throw them away. I'm like, 
Like, I got nothing. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> it's just, I'm scared to see these people like IRL because I haven't seen any of them really. I mean, people that I talk about since the pandemic. So I'm like, well, we'll see if they're going to confront me. But most likely that people are too self-centered to care. Mm-hmm. They're going to move on. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. Definitely. Well, remind everybody where they can follow you again. Yeah, Amir Yoss official. So I, I can't drop the official. I, it's too. It's very cringe, but it is Amir Yoss official. <laughs> and that's on Instagram and TikTok. Instagram and TikTok, and you can DM me. I'll respond if you have questions or you want to be an asshole. Like I'll respond. I mean, I don't care. So. Do you hear that? His DMs are open. Just slide oh, right in. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, make sure to follow Pretty Corrupt Podcast. Uh, Okay, wait. I screw this up every yeah, week. Every week. Every week. Every week. Okay. Rate, subscribe, review, and share. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're going to go with that. Yes. Rate, sub- rate, review, subscribe, and share with all your friends, frenemies, enemies, anyone who will listen. And you could follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Pretty Corrupt Podcast and Twitter at Pretty Corrupt One. From there, you can find all our personal accounts and my multiple personalities. Who wants to say bye? <laughs> well, well done. Amir, how do you say bye in Farsi? <laughs> oh, it's so hard. Khodafis. <laughs> it's not easy. <laughs> say it. Say, say goodbye in, in Farsi to our, our listeners. Okay. Khodafis, <laughs> everyone. Perfect. <laughs> Like we do it.